Wait, why'd you send me the notes? I don't know, so you have the notes. Oh, okay. Welcome to Well-Being. Don't let them tell you you need to change. Just because you're feeling a little strange. I'm Theo. I'm a producer. I'm a no, I'm not a producer. I'm a director. <laughs> I'm an editor. And I'm an artist. I can be a producer. I've done producing shit before. Eat that, Hollywood. You can, but it's not your strong suit. Nah. Ooh, shots fired. It's I'm, uh, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm Josh. Josh I'm editing. You know what? Let me finish my intro. Something. Jeez. Anyways, I can't. Uh, I also I'm, can't. Uh, you, know you know what? That's it. I'm Josh. That's all. That's all I am. That's all I am today. Wow. I'm just Josh. Oh, double J. Uh, wait, what, what is that? Double J. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> Never said it. I, uh, <laughs> You're trying so hard. <laughs> You're just catching it just too late. All right. Oh, and I'm Andy. Andy doesn't get an intro. Yeah. Andy uh, doesn't get an intro. I'm not he doesn't an, get an intro. I'm no, not a graphic he designer. Nothing. He's nothing. He doesn't get anything. He's not even I'm, Andy today. Yeah, I'm He's also voice. just Andy. <laughs> Some good shit, man. Yeah, so a lot of the good. stuff I'm in is uh, on strike, so. No, we got a double strike, yo. Yeah. We got that double sag and, and writer's solidarity get what you get what you you know need to get bob Iger was just like that's his quote and then he put a cigar in his mouth his monocle popped out and then uh yep and he just fired a thousand more people just because not even at disney just random people yeah like went into a subway He's like, finish my sandwich. You're fired. <laughs> so yeah, some some good shit out there. <laughs> it's gonna be a great summer for productions. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I'm I'm hoping make make my own content and go back home and make a Theo thoughts. I don't know what I'm gonna do with Theo thoughts on, but I should do one. You should. This is where we got um, Doctor Horbles from last last strike. Oh yeah, huh? That was a writer strike. Who we don't want to talk about anymore. But yeah, yeah, they. I don't know how and why they did that. He but did, they did things like Buffy and Serenity, Avengers, and Firefly, mm-hmm. Doctor Horrible, and nothing else. He just mm-hmm. went home and re- and just did nothing. Yep, 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 yep. Forever unknown. Mm-hmm. They were just like I'm anonymous, yep. and uh, you know, never know who they are. And you know what? They the they made great materials and all. It's all that matters. Yep. Good old Moss Keaton. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's go into our sparks of inspiration for the week. Who's gonna go first? I got mine ready. I'm gonna go first. I've been reading go Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. 
uh, I just had wanted a Supergirl story. I don't know why. Oh, after seeing The Flash, I was like, Supergirl's pretty cool. I want some more more Supergirl-ish in my life. Why not? I never give the Supers enough chance. So I was like, fuck it. Let's give the Supers another chance. And this story is fun as fuck. And visually, it's really dope looking. It's all like all these really cool alien planets. And it's like this this cross inner this intergalactic travel story so i'm digging it really really vibing with it nice did you go to the comic store to get it or yeah i went to four color i went in um pre whatever i put an order in for it oh nice because they didn't have anything on shelves because i went in for doom patrol and Doom Patrol is like on a hiatus for a little bit, even though it's a short run series. Right, it's a strike. Six issue series. Just finish it. I just want the issues out. I just want to read it so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then I was like, fuck it. You know, let's get a Supergirl thing. And so Woman of Tomorrow came up and I was like, let's let's do it. Because that, that was in James Gunn put out that list of like, here's where I'm pulling from idea wise and and story wise for um legacy new dc yeah because the supergirl movie is like supposed to be based on women or yeah based on woman of tomorrow i think hmm. yeah but nobody knows I'm, if sasha kaye is going to come back from the flash probably she not. She's pretty yeah. good i liked her her michael keaton and no one else yeah, it doesn't matter though. The Flash is like the biggest box office flop in comic book movie history. Yeah, The Rock's happy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Rock's Romana. pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah, he's like Black, Black Adam, Adam. What? Yeah, the hierarchy of power has changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. God damn the hierarchy of power. The only person to be happiest for for Flash bombing. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm. Mm. I know this is a I know this is a visual medium or an audio medium, not visual, but these two literally just took a swig of coffee at the exact same time and in the exact same angle that their cameras are at. So that it looked like the same fucking thing and it was really weird. <laughs> and you too one day can see a sip coffee and also see me just smoke a lot of weed too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's twitch.tv slash Theo Ripper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Sundays at 11. <laughs> exactly. No, one day we'll get a we'll get a visual component going for well-being. One day. Mm-hmm. Who's going next? I'll go next. Uh, so this we actually finished this a few uh, a few weeks ago, but I'm still kind of riding that high of inspiration right now from it. So um we watched season two of The Bear on Hulu. Oh, nice! I haven't started. I haven't started season two yet. I finished season it's, one. It's so good. Season season one is great. It's a fantastic show. Season two is like it's like a whole new kind of. It's like a whole new like just a whole new demon. Honestly, it's like it's more funny at first, but then it just starts just getting just deeper and deeper and deeper into like holy shit, this is all so fucked up kind of stuff. Like it's like really crazy. It's like still incredible performances, incredible story, like just really, really good stuff. And just like the first season, it's super inspired me to like cook again and like 
just like do more shit in the kitchen which is like fun so it's a fantastic show if you haven't watched it yet go watch it if you don't watch season two go watch season two if you haven't watched any of it which for some reason seems to be the general consensus with a lot of people that i recommended to they just haven't watched any of it go and watch it it's a fantastic show no it's really good i like i love the cousin <clears throat> it's not an hour long is it i think it's 30 30 30 to 40 about, yeah, I don't know how many episodes per season is it a 30 and 10 it's, it's like a 30 30 to 40 30 yeah, 40 depending on the one. episode but I don't mm-hmm. think it's that long like 8 10 episodes I mean it's on Hulu so like they're 10. not they're not that long like yeah, it's not like yeah. a ABC or something like that yeah so if it's yeah, FX it's, yeah it's 10 oh, episodes each yeah. season yeah. Gosh, yeah yeah, there's short seasons. I still got to yeah. finish Atlanta final season. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like not doing it because I don't want it to go. I, I want it to. I want to see how I it stopped wraps watching up. a lot of seasons. I know I don't know how a lot of shows end <laughs> because like it's still alive if I don't watch it. <laughs> like I still haven't seen Ted Lasso the end yet. You no. Know? Oh, because like, and we don't know if it's yeah. The, it's yeah. a weird like thing, which I still feel like they'll find a way to. Make more money off it. Yeah, of course. They got it. Yeah. Andy, what inspired you this week? Well, yesterday I went to go watch uh, the new Mission Impossible. Really good. It was... Didn't feel as long as it was. Um, Great performances from everyone. Like, a really star-studded cast. Um... Yeah, it, it flowed really, really well. Connected a lot of stuff from the, the first one. There was little, like, nods to it. And, um... Was it better than Fallout? Oh, it was really cool. Fallout was so good. Mm, no, I think Fallout is still the, the best one from it. Okay. But it's it's still a good thing. I don't know. He says he wants to do it until he's 80, but I think he also said this is his last, like, installment for the Ethan Hunt character. Unless he comes back as a director or some shit. Yeah, I think that I, see that I don't know. He'll come back. He'll just come back because it's yeah. like uh, this is kind of his like this is his franchise where he's got full control. Like he can do whatever the fuck he feels like. He'll come back and he'll just like I don't know. Yeah, until he, know. if he gets something else, I don't know. I don't know what else he would get after. No, I don't, I don't think he's gonna get anything but. else. He's he's a little too old for anything else at this point, and. It's like outside of Mission Impossible, they tried to do it with the mummy and like it was like they yeah. kind of was immediately proven that like <laughs> he is not quite the franchise star that people thought he was outside of Mission Impossible. So, yeah, I think I, he needs to go let the Keanu path and find like another action franchise that he can, you know, because obviously stunts are not out of his blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these yeah, all these stunts are crazy. Um, Not even just him, like with the bike that they've been advertising for like six months or like almost a year now that they've been showing him of others, but other ones too that he just him running and all that. But it was really cool, um, really fun to watch. Um, I love the I love the like the standard Mission Impossible like sprinting sequence where just like it's just like a two minute shot of Tom Cruise running as fast as he can as as long as he can. Yeah, I think this is. So the good. most and longest he's ran in any Mission Impossible <laughs> movie. Amazing. Like I feel like if you stack up all the first six to this one, 
he probably runs running. more in this one than he does in all the other. He like does movie. a lot of running. And um, yeah, I know they filmed this during the COVID era. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they started the part two yet. I heard part two was, didn't go into right. Like they didn't film it back to back. No, they didn't film it back to back. So that one, I mean, um, that, that one I watched yesterday. That was fun. And then, then I got my tickets for Oppenheimer. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. To watch that one. You're not going to do Barbenheimer? Not the same day. I'll probably do Barbie probably on the Tuesday where it's cheaper. Oppenheimer got Friday night t- or Friday afternoon tickets. Ooh. Nice. And IMAX. You get that early glow. Yeah. Before other people could just ruin it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if what I the should, ending is. I should like I don't know if I should uh, Oppenheimer or not. I'm like, I don't know. Is Nolan? I like no. I like a lot of Christopher I, Nolan I still stuff. I haven't seen Tenet. Tenet's the one I didn't I don't, watch. I actually watch really enjoyed Tenet. I actually really like Tenet. I don't like Nolan's historical movies. <clears throat> if I'm being honest, so like Oppenheimer is Dunkirk just, wasn't bad. But I didn't if you're like not Dunkirk. Into Dunkirk. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get into. I don't get into his historical movies much. This one just has a lot of hype behind it, specifically because of fucking Barbenheimer. So <laughs> Oppenheimer's advertisement has been like next to nothing. Although they had an mm-hmm. advertisement in Hot Topic of all places. Really? We were shopping at Hot Topic. And I was like, is that a fucking Oppenheimer ad? <laughs> so I don't know, man. I think Oppenheimer's like hype would be so much less if Barbie wasn't coming out the same day. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. I think it that was and the Tom Cruise IMAX fight. Like, I feel like a lot of it's in favor of Oppenheimer for yeah. this one. Yeah, I heard over two hundred thousand U.S. people have bought both Oppenheimer bar- or the Barbenheimer. It's twenty. It's twenty thousand. It's twenty thousand. Okay, two hundred. Yeah, but it's like, it's. That's just from AMC people. Like oh, AMC reported oh, oh, the numbers for their okay, members. Cool. Yeah. So there's still a chance that more Barbenheimers. Yeah, no, I'll watch it, but I feel that's a lot of movie watching. Yeah, because it's what Bar uh, Oppenheimer's going to be what three hours plus. I think so. Yeah. So it's probably it's like, a, a downer too, and then you have to go to an upper into Barbie. Yeah. No. So I was reading like ba- like Oppenheimer is basically a horror movie. Like from from what we from what we heard on like last pod, from like the Manhattan Project stuff. Yeah, they're like leaning, basically they're... take basically take that and turn it into a movie. Yeah, I think Marcus it was like ninety or something percent accurate of what the events happened from what the movie yeah. er, er, showed. Wow. Yeah, he that's, tries. That's they try good. to keep it. It's like super historically accurate, and like I guess they like depict the horrors of all of that shit too. So I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. God. Yeah, I don't know if I can get to a Barbie world yet after that. Mm. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather just go to the Barbie it, world. Yeah, I I mean, wanna... yeah, because then you'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm so like in such a great mood that it's all of a sudden just like, <laughs> by the way, the bomb was really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's the right I might order. might stick with Barbie. I'll probably, I think the right order is just Barbie. I think that's a good, that's a good order. And then maybe a few days later. No, no, no. Yeah, a few days later, you go see Barbie again. Oh, it's just yeah. Barbie. Just Barbie. Um, Another sort of aside uh, or, or, or inspiration, the 
Hiroshima and Nagasaki series, the Manhattan Project series, last podcast did super good. If you want like a really nice historical dive. It's not a really nice historical dive. No. Uh, it fucking made me cry. It's not really nice. It's good. It's yeah. <laughs> really very insightful, that are, uh, but it's fucking depressing. It literally, I was literally crying in the car. Well, there is. And then there's other parts where other co-hosts kind of ruin the moment. And <laughs> they, they do that intentionally though. That's like, that's a, yeah. running, that's a running gag where it's like when things get too heavy, they make like a stupid joke to try to just like lighten the like load a little bit. And I don't know. It sometimes it works. It, for some reason, it worked in other episodes, but not in this one. I think I feel this like one it works was, with serial killers. Then I feel like because these are, I don't know, like everyone was kind of yeah not innocent, but just kind of their own thing. I don't know, did their own thing. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I feel like, that. I don't know. It just felt like a different vibe for them t- to do their normal shtick. Yeah, I feel like this one should have been more of a straight man one because it was too much. It was. And for no, a lot of people that were uh, victims from it. Yeah, it's like it's one thing when it's a serial killer with like 20 something. One victims, or two people. Yeah. Yeah, when it's like 200,000. at once. Yeah. <laughs> two <laughs> cities. Yeah. And the aftermath of it and the still radiation and just limbs yeah. when I go in the water. It's oh, not, God. Yeah. It's dude. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I texted, I texted Theo, like, and I, I literally was crying in the car. I was like, dude, this is fucking upsetting. This is very upsetting. But then they got to Godzilla and I was like, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I was, I was going to be hyped about it. And then the Godzilla part lasted two and a half minutes. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't know what I was expecting. So. <laughs> and that's our yeah, pitch How about that mental health? Yeah. <laughs> how about how about how about that mental health? All right, let's get into some mental health. All right, this week we were gonna try and try and uh, talk a little traumas. Um, so I think coming from Manhattan Project into this is is a God little. That's that's a little little harrowing, harrowing. There we go. It's fun, fun little hop skip. Um, Oppenheimer skip. Oppenheimer skip. Wow. <laughs> I try very little. So I've been, you know, kind of wanting to share this since the beginning. And I think now we can kind of get into it. I don't know if y'all want me to go first or if y'all want to go first. There's anything big or small. We don't even have to go into the full trauma. You can even just, even if it's just surface level, whatever you want to just this happen, you know, we can just do that. Well, I thought this could also be separate or several other episodes down the line too of different traumas. Yeah, absolutely. Like Like I, you know, there's definitely stuff that different layers of it. Yeah. You know, get out and and I can't find my notes. Um, get out and and talk about. Um, so we can we can start with, you know, can you tell us about a traumatic experience you have had? It was the first opening question to this. It's very simple, very to the point. Um, I guess we'll. Sorry. I was just saying, I guess we'll have you go first. Just try to figure okay. out. So, you know, so when I was a freshman in high school, 
my older brother stabbed my not my oldest brother but my elder brother i have three brothers we my brother suffers from schizophrenia and had an episode um he was kind of between usually he lives in a board and care and he was living with us for a time and i was there at the time when it happened i didn't witness the stabbing but I don't know that 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 whole day is is kind of like I can I can go into it detail beat by beat, um, but that's sort of mine. We can you know open it up to more questions or we can you know move on to however. But I know that one's kind of an intense one, and that one's kind of like big. So I don't want when you guys share yours to compare because we're not we're not here to compare trauma. Trauma is what trauma is. I guess, like, how did you feel for that day when all of that was happening? Do you, do you even do you remember the feelings, or is it just more of a? Oh, oh yeah, I I remember. So I had to do a lot of therapy for this. So, like, just so everyone knows, like, I've done the work through this trauma. I did. Um, now I can't even remember EMR. T, I want to say therapy, which I do not recommend. I'll find out the actual name, but it's essentially they put you in a hypnotic state, have you relive the trauma, and you like have these repetitive beats to go into it. Um, and you just go back. It's an intense experience, and and yeah, it's something you nearly have to do daily, I, I would say, to see any proper benefit for it. But I remember being so confused at first because, like, I come out and my brothers are fighting. I didn't see the knife in 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 my other brother's hand. I just remember kind of just like, like, okay, they're fighting. What do I do? And then I went and I remember I saved my game on Zelda Ocarina of Time because I was playing that on the GameCube because I just didn't know whatever. And then next thing I came out to, there was just blood all over the floor. And and it's it's hard to describe the amount of blood like just everywhere. And... It's just such a state of shock and loss. And and then, you know, what more could I have done? Was there anything I could have done? What happened? And, and stuff like that. Um, my other brother had the one that suffers schizophrenia uh, came to. We called 911. 
and then like everything was just like fast motion and then questions and then yeah it was it was insane um it was such a shock and i don't know i i i i guess the feeling is just like absolute loss you know everything that felt that was solid was just gone and i didn't know what the fuck to do hmm so question three on that is like what were some of the coping mechanisms you used to manage the aftermath of the trauma i was young so i didn't understand anything so i just buried it to be honest i buried it for a very long time i get that and did you seek support from a mental health professional or support group? Not until I was very, not until I was older. And even my first therapist, uh, we kind of didn't get into it a lot. Or I wasn't willing to talk about it. I don't know. My first therapy was just so I didn't understand what I was doing but I knew I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until like later, later that, you know, we started getting things more settled in. Mm. But you, very what? And I said that is very heavy. Yeah. yeah. Very surreal moment, just playing Zelda and then just from one thing to another. And then everything just happening right after so fast. And, yeah, I one thing that's funny from the whole thing. I remember an op, but one of the cops was just like, "Oh, maybe because they found weed in his room," and they're like, "Oh, he was probably smoking weed and the mixed with his medications, and he went crazy." This was also like what two thousand oh one ninety nine around there. Two, maybe three. So. I was like that forever. So I didn't realize it until years and years later, but I used to have a lot of PT PTSD from, from just even the smell of weed around me would kind of set me off and stuff like that. And now I'm just a stoner. <laughs> I think you conquered that shit. <laughs> I think I conquered, I think I conquered that. The fucking irony. You want to go next? You want me to go, Andy? Yeah, I guess I could go. It's something that I still... Sticks with me, I think, since, I don't know, second, third grade. For me, so it's probably mid-90s. I still think about every time I um, go to Vegas, is when we, my family, we moved from L.A. to Pomona. Um, I said I was like second or third grade, I think, I can't remember. Um, I was new to the air, or to the block, Um my parents wanted me to try to make friends, so they like kept throwing me out of the house to see if I could find someone to play with. <laughs> and uh, there was like uh, in my street, there was like five or six kids around my age. They're a pretty tight little group. Um, I think I was trying to play kickball with them. They said no, and then uh, one of the kids came out of his house and uh, talked to me. His name was Michael. 
Um, so he was like my first friend in Pomona. He's the one that introduced me to the group and let me in to that into that group. And then, and then like two years later, um, he was on a family trip to Vegas, and uh, his dad got a flat tire. And I guess when the dad was fixing the car, the fixing the tire, some drunk guy just ran and just crashed right into them. Oh shit! Killed Michael, his dad. And he had a sister that was like five years younger than him. Um, so she was also around like my sister's age at the time, um, like six or seven. And she got like third degree burns. She ended up surviving, but she was badly scarred and burned um, from it. And I remember the weekend he left, like all of us were playing basketball at our friend's house. Um, Cause he had a court in his driveway and we're playing before he left and then his dad came picked him up to go with him and his sister and then like sunday like my parents came to my room to come talk to me about it and i still wasn't fully sure how to how i should act about it when they told me about what happened to him so i was just stood in the room for a bit and then i start going outside hanging out with the other friends to talk to them to see if their parents talked to them yet about it and all of us just went to his mom's house because he was divorced um his or his parents were divorced and his mom lived there at the house in Pomona so then we went to her to talk to her and she was crying and just the whole thing being that young for uh to try to understand that then like just that quickly yeah. It happening and just us just hanging out with him. We were like literally a day before he left, or that day he left. We we're playing, and um, and yeah, yeah, he was like the first friend that I had that brought me into that group. And uh, yeah, every time I go to even now, if I go to Vegas and I see a car just stranded or something, it just pops in my head that something could happen. And then I think of my friend Michael about about that. So it's still a thing that I haven't sought any treatment on because so little. I thought I, I was kind of like over it, but at times it still creeps in. And then again, when I do drive to Vegas, it just kind of like hits me because like we're part of the stretch of Vegas from our house to Vegas. Did it happen? So, um, was that, yeah. Was that like your first introduction to death? Yeah, because that was before any of family members, like I went to any funerals or anything like that. Like we didn't even, we didn't even go to a funeral for him or anything. No. Like, if they had one, it was this private. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what they, I don't know if it was like closed casket or just if they had ashes of him because yeah. it was just impact and the car exploded. And then we never saw the sister again. She was just in the hospital and then the family moved. Um, Like a month or two after that happened, the mom moved out. So... No one, we've none of us stayed in touch with them, with sister or the mom. Oh, we made my friend like that group stronger for years until all of us started moving out to different things. And uh, I guess when a lot of our parents got divorced, a lot of us start moving and then none of us stayed in touch anymore. I think one family still lives there. I think I went there a couple of years ago and I saw his the house looked exactly the same for one of my friends that lived there. 
he was a dick, but <laughs> but he also had was the one that had all the uh, game systems right away. Oh, so the dick, yeah, and he had the basketball mm-hmm. court in his house. So. Oh man, yeah. So he had all the stuff there. Um, That's why he's a dick. Yeah, because he knows everyone came to hang out with him because mm-hmm. the stuff he had. And I think he was no, he had a brother, but his brother was from a different marriage. So his brother was a lot older than him. I was like, went to the military. So he was so pretty much an only child. Well, yeah, so that was a, a thing that still, I don't know if it haunts me, but it's still. Well, how does it affect think, you emotionally, mentally? I, mean, I do get sad when I drive, like I said, drive down that stretch. Because I'm not sure what part of it. And it's a long drive from here to Vegas. Yeah. It's just nothingness, um, too. Yeah, because I remember it was just, they just pulled over to the side. So I don't know if it was at Vegas. I just heard it was on the way to Vegas. So it could have been just even on the freeway before they even hit the 15. Or I was had to go to take that freeway down there. But I just think if it's always somewhere on the desert where someone just drunk driver or just a, a car that was just driving fast to past other cars because you know how to start slowing down and the speeds up cutting each other off yeah so i think that guy just didn't see the other guy um see michael's dad fixing the tire so yeah so it's yeah that was my first dealing with it maybe i had more closure if we went to the funeral to get some kind of like yeah grieving so it was just kind of like we grieve that day and then we're like, okay, let's just play some games and play Sega yeah. and try to just yeah, the, have a it's good hard time. To process as a kid, you know, it's, it's, you know, very important. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's good that you open up about it. It's, it's gives it, gives you power over it. And just know that our traumas shape us in a lot of different ways. And that, you know, that, that that's your first experience with death. And, you know, also know that that's how your feelings will always be towards death, too. You know, because it is such a traumatic event surrounding death that... You know, just be aware of that. You know, always be aware of your traumas and where they end up going and where they end up being because they fill our brains and those these the wounds that we carry. And yeah, I think that's one of the things I was going to comment on too is like, you know, no matter how much work you put into yourself, no matter how much you focus on your mental health and stuff, death is just one of those things that clearly never leaves us. No matter how we, no matter how to terms we are with it, it's just like one of those things, you know. It's just there yeah. forever. It's just it's especially for like sudden ones. Like I guess yeah. if you're like knowing if a family member's sick, you could try to come up. But for ones that are just sudden, someone that's my age at the time of me, like second or third grade, yeah, it happening. It was just uh. Yeah, I can only imagine. Josh, 
Do you have a traumatic event? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of one. Is um, it when Xbox started the whole two people can't be in the same room? I think it, I think it was when they came out with the Connect, and it wasn't the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I think it was that. <laughs> no, um, maybe one maybe one day we'll get into my mom or something. But that's a whole fucking episode. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So that's a whole different thing. We'll, we'll pin it. when so, when the day comes. We'll put it this way: when the day comes, when you're ready to talk about it. You let us know. We'll we'll make that you know what we yeah, talk about. Yeah. So I, I guess this one's more traumatic in the way it's like, it's just like one of those things that's happened in your life is just burned into your brain forever. I guess, which I'm in hindsight, that is basically the definition of a traumatic event. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't remember when. I don't remember what year. I want to say early 2000s. But um, so my dad's a truck driver. And when we were in middle school, early high school and stuff, um, we would go and we'd pick him up from work every, uh, just every night, essentially. We'd go and pick him up. He was um, called, line, they were called uh, line hall, basically. So he had a, a set route that he would follow. And it was just a day thing. So he'd go and he'd go in the morning, six o'clock, and then we'd pick him up at like six o'clock. And one day we were picking him up and we're just kind of sitting in the van, just kind of waiting. We knew he'd be coming out soon. So just, we were just kind of chilling. And I remember he like he came out, but he came out like he was like speed walking, like really, really fast. And his hand was covered we were just like, wait, what the hell's going on? What's going on here? Like, this is ridiculous. He gets in the car, and my mom's just like, what, you know, what the hell's going on to him? Like, what's going on? And I remember I, like, I'm in, like, the middle seat. Because it's, like, one of those, like, two-row, like, minivans. I'm in the middle seat. And I lean forward to the to the front seat to see what was happening. And just perfect timing basically for him to move the the cloth away from his hand to reveal that he had he had gotten his pinky finger caught in one of those plastic packing strips that's used to pack freight and oh. the strip got caught oh. as the pallet was pulling itself up the forklift and it pulled his pinky off oh. And he, it's like, there is not, there's nothing that's burned into your brain more than just like gore and viscera and just yeah that. I think that's why I have such a, I don't like it. That's why I don't like gore in movies. So I don't like just gore in general. Cause it's like that image is burned into my brain. Like it's like real life. Yeah, so the real stuff happened real stuff it's there was muscle bone squirting blood the whole fucking shebang like it was just there and like in that moment i like just flew i threw myself back and like again like timing because my mom's like a she's a she was a quick thinker immediately just starts the van and just peels out of the parking lot as fast as she can and 
we're like we're racing to the nearest hospital like as fast as we fucking can like we're she's doing like 80 90 miles an hour running red lights like just trying to get there my dad like seemed okay at first but probably about maybe halfway he starts slurring his words he's like he's going down from blood loss right now starts to pass out does actually pass out completely passes out head on the window he's he's down and he started to basically he started essentially he was drowning in his own spit like he was like gurgling and like my mom like again quick thinker and also just being the type of person she is she just like she took her she took her fist and just swung it back as hard as she could and just hit him right dead in the fucking heart. Like, as hard as she fucking could. Woke him up. Like, actually woke him up from being passed out. Probably restarted his heart, if anything. I'm and, he, and he fucking, he wakes up, like, jolts up, looks at her. Like, he, like, basically had forgotten that he was passed out from blood loss and was just bleeding out in the minivan looks at her and he's like what the fuck Kathy <laughs> and then just kind of immediately just kind of like falls back like a little more like he's like like his like awareness like goes back to where it was but he's at least awake now we get there we get to the hospital he's in surgery for it was like 14 hours Jeez. just trying to like repair this because he had ended up like it took the essentially most of his pinky like everything below everything below the middle knuckle or everything above the middle knuckle is gone and it took the top of his ring finger and they ended up finding his pinky just completely shredded and when they went in the bathroom there was just blood everywhere like he had just he had he had lost so much blood and we found out later probably one of the things that played a big factor into this is because my dad's genius he went in there and he um to try to get some of the pain out you know how when you like you know how when you like kind of like jam your finger into something you kind of shake your hand you're like ah man yeah what do you think he did yeah yeah so yeah he shook his hand out in the bathroom because of the pain and yeah so yeah I I still don't really know how that's affected me like trauma wise outside of just really not fucking liking gore like really just an aversion that's the word I was looking for earlier I have an aversion to gore now because of that very much not a fan of it but yeah, that's about yeah. Do you have coping intro. mechanisms? Not really. No. I just I guess my coping mechanism is just not watching <laughs> crazy gory shit mostly. <laughs> that's about it, yeah. All you can do, I guess. Yeah, it's a pretty solid coping mechanism. Yeah, there's not much you can do when that image is just burned into your brain for decades. So, um, 
Well, thank you for sharing, everyone. Thank you all for sharing. You know, like it's it's not easy things to do sometimes, and sometimes you just gotta share that drama because you have power over it. Plain and simple. It doesn't control you. It doesn't hold anything over you. You know, if you need to tell someone, if you haven't told someone, just find someone you feel comfortable talking to and talk to them about it. Yeah. Right. Thanks, dog. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking dog. We're <laughs> <laughs> just agreeing. That's all it was. Okay. Now let's get into some world building. We'll take, you know, our traumas and we're going to do and put a bandaid on them. And then we're going to use that bandaid and we're going to use, because we got some boo boos and we're getting through these boo boos and we're going to unboobify a world. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing on the docket for this utopia is a finger factory. A finger factory? Yeah. So there's no <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> And no dogs ain't kimchi allowed. No. Yeah. Kimchi. So ever since uh, episode one, we've been building a world. Um, we've leaned on a utopic world. And we got some mythical creatures. We got some mythical folk uh, races and stuff like that who are uh, now aliens as well. And yeah, this has been an awesome time. Um, I've, I've had a couple people reach out and be like, Hey, I'd love to DM this. So nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I think the end goal for this though. Yeah, we do. I don't know how far we're going to go out. We got to build this. We got to, um, want to hit us with a recap. Yep. From last week. Let me see my notes. All right. I have vegetation spelled wrong. <laughs> uh, ability to grow vegetables depending on planet location. Cool. Real food is better than the synth food. Synth food is just as nutritious as real food. Horse-like creatures. Uh, then I have a bullet point for Josh Horse. I think you're supposed to design something. Yeah, but then I think we we decided on big dogs. Oh, yeah, then yeah, and rides, yeah, big dogs, Avatar, never any story like, yeah, yeah, uh, smash like up animals. It's our mixed animals. Uh, no dogs, but animals small that is mixed. Fruits and veg planet anywhere have a community garden. Use yeah. magic to mix taste of fruit and veg, and raccoon monkeys. Which I did start drawing. I drew a raccoon monkey. Thank um, you. See on Twitch Theo. Twitch.tv yeah. Theo Ripper on Sundays at Twitch. eleven a.m. Theo. Twitch. Theo. <laughs> That's when I become really cool. I got my own shit. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm supposed to stay on Twitch anymore. I don't even know the platforms. I've just been. I thought there was Twitch. a new one that they give you like ninety percent of your shit for it or something. Really? Yeah, I forget what it was kick. called. Kick. Called oh, kick. Okay. Yeah. Should I go? Should I jump over to kick? Get more money for now. Give because I did. Uh, I did. What's my fucking mixer? When that was new, mixer sucked. 
Mixer sucked, but Mixer wasn't willing to take a loss. The owners for Kick straight up said that, like, I can't remember who it was, but they had, like, big money backing, just like Twitch does. Yeah. And, like, they straight up said, like, they're willing to take a loss for, like, up to 10 years. Wow. That's good. That's yeah. a good amount of time. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let me get a 10-minute timer going. Let's do it. All right. And here we go. All right, so what do we want to talk about for this one? Do I continue mm-hmm. on Smash Animal or keep talking about food and veg? I want to go to a whole mm-hmm. different thing. Is there drugs? Hmm. Like recreational drugs or, me- or medical drugs or both? Recreational and medical, I guess. I'd, and magical. I'd say so. I'd say so. Mm, man. Yeah. You can get some like uh <laughs> some like magic weed, which like I don't even know that what that would do. But I'm like I'm obsessed with this idea of um, instead of curing cancer, you go to magic weed. Who says True. the magic there... we- who says the magic weed isn't the cure for cancer? But uh-huh. who in, in a utopia, why is there a need for curing cancer? Why why haven't we just eradicated cancer? I'm sure we would have eradicated cancer. Exactly. We don't need a cure for cancer because we like destroyed cancer. We kicked its ass. It's gone forever. By this point in our world's history. We'll make a note of that. Okay. All right. So um, are there nefarious drugs? Because not on the planet. I actually, not. so, okay. I actually just had kind of a crazy, a crazy idea. So you guys have been wanting to introduce conflict into our world. And yeah. I have been very defiant of the idea because we are building the utopia. Yeah. What if our world is a utopia? Okay. But outside of the world isn't quite the utopia that we imagined. So we're tr- again, well, again, kind I, of like Star Trek, our, like Star, Star Trek scenario, like our our planet, we'll say. Yeah, because we're still in the early stages of space exploration. Like, yeah, we've met our mm-hmm. outside counterparts. Like, we've met the space elves and and the the utopic elves people. They're like, oh shit, wow, look at that. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Uh, that'd be like, you know, if one day humans were just like, oh yeah, turns out all humans are also aliens. Um, you know, that whole scenario. I'm sure there's a whole conspiracy theory about that as well that I'm not going to dive into. Let's not do that. (laughs) We only have 10 minutes, so come on. Uh, so, so the outside rate, not like we have allies in space, but there's also still outliers and people who aren't down with the utopic idea and who are either rebelling for rebellious sake and then there's also just alien races who are just you know kind of dicks like the like the klingons in star trek yeah just kind of dicks just kind of fucking dicks so there that that solves your your conflict and it also leaves the door open for a lot of 
other crazy well, shit. It doesn't solve our conflict. It just gives us conflict. Yeah. Well, yeah, it solves the problem where you guys wanted conflict and I didn't. Well, I've also Compromise. created other. I've also created other little conflicts like cults. Um, I like the idea that there's nefarious cults who are still like obsessed with the old way, or, like the old whatever ancient evil and whatever you know. Um, well, now now they get to live out in space. Yeah, now they can go out in space. But I, you know, every so often they're on the planet and they're just like, we're going to start a cult up here. And then that's when you get some like, you know, magical that, girl shenanigans of like stopping, stopping a cult. Exactly. That's when the Sentais come in and they fucking yeah. defeat the cult and toss them back out into space to be eaten by space dragons. Yeah, the VR troopers. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay, so what else are we um, doing here? Um, let's see. Hmm. What do you need in the world? I was going to say, I actually had... I know we're like... Uh, we're fucking in the middle of recording right now, but I had um, I had shared some stuff on my Tumblr, and God damn it, copy address. Okay, because I know you've been trying to envision like what the homes and everything looks like in this world. Yeah, yeah. And I literally found like exactly what exactly what you've been trying to portray with like solar punk and stuff. Ooh, yeah. So obviously, again, audio medium, not visual. It essentially it looks like a 3D printed, like multi tower kind of like Tower of Babylon type thing. And like overhanging is just like tons of greenery. It's very, very, just very visual. We'll we'll share the image on uh, on Instagram when we uh, when we post up the uh, the episode. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like very, you know, this like is exactly kind of, I think, what you've imagined from like a solar punk kind of standpoint. Yeah. Think of Last of Us, but cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like co co cohabiting with, with greenery. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I've been trying to like find some really dope uh, solar punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is another example. Are, that's, oh, that's, that's neat. This one's like, mm -hmm. like kind of like stairs, stair-like structures, yeah. um, with just like side shadings of greens. Mm -hmm. Like they're like balconies, but the balcony like overhang is like greenery and stuff. Like it's like community gardens basically and stuff. It's very cool, and I think this does a really good job of establishing visually what our like cities could look like. Yeah. Um, so that like that kind of I don't know that seemed like a big step for me visually for how like I'm envisioning the world so yeah I really want you know we'll have to find like an architecture structure too but I definitely love the incorporation of of plants into the buildings and stuff like that and then being able to retrofit you know it's it's bio wearing plants you know 
plants already give off electricity. They give off, you know, uh, they give off so much that there's so much more we could be utilizing out of them. Like hell, even mushrooms themselves too are like, uh, I have a cousin that I should reach out to and ask more about some mushroom shit. Um, but you know, using them as power sources and stuff as well. That's actually, that's a good, that's a good point. So I like energy like i know we've established magic is in this world and it's like you could use magic as a power source but maybe we don't maybe it is just more of like a a tool than anything like maybe we use like maybe we use the plants for electricity we use solar power we use wind power we use all of these kind of alternate energies and stuff that the planet itself would naturally provide and those are our power sources for everything yeah. So then even in going into space, we have like these our our airships and our, our things are like imbued with plants and shit like that. Yeah. So you have like well, so for like um for the ships, like they they can use like solar sails essentially to just like Ooh. suck up solar energy as they're traveling. But maybe when they get into more of like deep space where there may not be as many nearby stars they can use that stored solar energy to like replenish like greenhouses and stuff. And we've figured out how to pull the electricity that's being generated by the plants themselves to power the ships to then in turn generate more solar energy and essentially making sustainable power. Yep. Now you're getting it, dude. Now you, now you're mm-hmm. understanding where, where, where I've been like heading. So I've been implementing uh sort of digital spaces and stuff like that ocularly uh i've been experimenting with it and i I wonder if you'll allow me to experiment with this more um but it's essentially a hud that anyone who wants access to can get access to and it's a sort of socialization um think like you know how in spy movies you can like click on something and it'll be like oh here's a profile on that person and here's like a dossier or whatever but instead of seeing that you would see what essentially yeah i think that's what google google glass is supposed to be but google glass that is lame that's time man oh it looks like our time is up all right we'll explore we'll yeah we'll explore that next week put a pin in your ocular idea here and that'll be the first thing we'll touch on for next week ocular all right josh where can people find you you can find me on all social media even fucking threads you're on threads i'm on threads yeah along with fucking 99 Ninety-nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine other people. Because there's a hundred million subscribers. It's okay. It's it actually if if um if it showed you just who you followed and not all this other random bullshit on top of it, it would actually be really great. That's what Twitter does too, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but Threads does it worse. Uh, if I'm honest. Threads actually is is worse at it, which is ridiculous to me. But um, yeah, so you can find me on all social media, even Threads at Fearhead P H E A R H E A D. Andy, uh, you can find me 
on yeah Instagram and Threads because it's all t- connected. Mm-hmm. The same shit. At what is my stuff again? Mm-hmm. One day I'll remember it. Everything. Oh, R dot Andrew Sandoval. Uh, just find me on there for now. I was trying to do Twitter, but it's just too much stuff. It's too much <laughs> social for me to deal with. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at Theo underscore Ripper. Everywhere else, Theo Ripper. And then especially Sundays at 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time over on twitch.tv forward slash Theo Ripper. Getting high, doing art and, um, you know, making, you know, fuck dystopia up with utopia. <laughs> um, that's what I've been doing there. <laughs> Thanks for coming by and listening. Peace out, folios. Thanks for listening. Be well. Don't let them tell you you need to change. Just because you're feeling a little strange. <laughs>